Welcome to the teaching ministry of The Cause Church. We pray you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Heard a joke the other day. One of the ushers told me this. I won't say his name, Rich Arabalo. He said, uh, he said uh, a family went to Israel and his mother-in-law passed away there. And one of the tour guys said, hey, if you bury your mother-in-law here, it's 2,000. If you take her back to the U.S., it'd be 25,000. No, I'll bury her here. I'll bury her back home. He said, why? It's only 2,000. He said, well, in Israel, you guys are known for burying people, and three days later, they rise again. <laughs> I was like, Richard, are you talking about your mother-in-law or what? What's going on here? It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. It's good. I know everybody got their Christmas shopping done. And uh, everybody got good gifts. Everybody looks full. And I uh, had some of the guys in the back, they go, man, hurry up, man. Football's going, so don't be too long up there. I said, don't worry. The Cowboys don't play till five. That's the only team that matters, right, guys? Yeah. Because I always tell them, remember, the wise men were told to find what? To find baby Jesus, the star. Under the star, the Savior is born. Amen? So we know the Dallas Cowboys is the God, is the Lord's team. Amen? I think Pastor John might disagree with that theology, but that's all right. But it's good to see everybody here this morning. Uh, also, my friend, my brother, Pastor Chris, I know you're watching online. I love you. We love you here. Praying for you and your family. Praying for Lorraine and uh, even Chris Costello and his wife, Ez. Praying for you guys. We're not complete because you guys aren't here. And so may the Lord be with you guys. This morning, my message is something I spoke, I spoke earlier this year, and I, and I was seeking the Lord, Lord, what, what is something that we could close the year out? What is something that, I mean, you can preach a message, finish strong, make sure you get out of uh, 2021, finish it strong. But I didn't feel that. I, I honestly didn't feel that. I felt that there's a message that I spoke uh, not too long ago, and I think it speaks to where we're going as a church. And, um, and, and this is the title of the message. Move forward, don't back up, and don't give up. Because there's some of you, some of us have gone through so much this year. Some of us, some of us have had loss. Some of us had uh, things that we've gone through. We've, we've uh, lost our job, or, or, or some people have gotten sick. Some people have lost loved ones. And, and there's, a, there, there's a part of us, and there's a part of some people's thinking that says, why move on? Maybe there's more hurt waiting for me on the other side. Why not just stay here? I can take what I've always taken. I, I mean, what I took in this year, at least I know how it feels. But I don't really feel that that's the will of God. Because he's not one that stays stagnant, all right? He's one that moves forward. He keeps moving. He, he doesn't stay in one place. And one thing about water, when it stays stagnant, it, 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 it no longer is a moving water. There's no more life in it. What it does is it collects bacteria and collects mosquitoes, things that will come to suck the life out of you and do more harm than do a bet a good for you. And, and that's why I feel like today, this is a message for our church. Whether you're watching online or you're here in person, it's time that we move forward. Don't back up and don't give up. Amen? Come on, pray with me right now. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord, that we, I, I get to speak your word. And Lord, I just pray today that, God, that I would speak it 
to the T, exactly what, the way you've uh, given it to me to speak, Lord God. Put me in the living room of my family, Lord God, when speaking with dad and with mom and siblings and how we used to discuss the word and discuss things that happened in daily life. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and everyone says, amen. amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 14, verses 10 to 28. Where did uh, Sean, Sean left me, okay. Sean left me. Uh, Exodus chapter 14, 10 to 28. The Bible says, as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to, to the Lord, and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? So why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? It says, were there not enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? And it says, we said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves in the, to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in a wilderness. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing what they're saying? But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Somebody say, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. That's for somebody today. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. Said so the Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. He says, tell the people, he didn't say tell the people to stop, stay there, wait until it comes. He said, tell the people to start moving. Get it moving. You know, like when you're kids, you tell them to do chores, and they're still standing in the same place they were an hour ago, and you tell them, hey, get it moving. Get moving. And they give you that look. <laughs> that look, like one time my son said, what's for Christmas? I said, go over there, right over there. He says, what? There's a bow on the, the light switch, and that's a gift. There's a bow right there on the water faucet. I don't know. Dad, what's that? That's a gift. Oh, there's a bow on the car. That's a gift. What does it mean? Dad, those are all gifts that you get. You don't even ask for it, but I pay for you to have those gifts. And all the parents said, amen. Then it says, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. Oh, no, no, I think I, I went down too far. Then the Lord said, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to start moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the, the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots, and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egyptians will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. And the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved, through, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from front and stood before them. 
The clouds settled between the Egyptians and the Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and the Israelites did not approach each other all night. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up the path through the water with the strong east wind. The wind blew all night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea. Somebody say the middle of the sea. On dry ground with walls of water on each side. Then the Bible says, then the Egyptians, all Israel, horses, chariots, and charioteers, chased them down the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of the fire and cloud, and he threw the forces into total confusion. The Bible says that he twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here. Away from the Israelites, the Egyptians shouted, the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots and charioteers. So then the Bible says, so as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea and the water rushed back into its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh. Of all the Egyptians who had raised the Israelites into the sea, not a single one survived. That's a long Bible, that's a long Bible reading, but if you read it, it kind of relives back what you learned in Sunday school, some of the basics of the Word of God. In this scripture, God's people are being chased by Pharaoh's army, and only the Lord knew that it would take, he, only, he was the only one that knew what it would take to deliver his people. Before them, there was a Red Sea. Behind them was a strong army that was ready to kill them, to harm them. Because the, the Egyptians wanted to make sure that they wouldn't live to tell the story how they overcame Pharaoh. Between them and the Egyptians, God had placed a hedge of protection through the angel of the Lord. We see that he protects his people. He did it with the Egyptians. He did it with Job. Ladies and gentlemen, he can do it for you this morning. I remember every time when we would sit in, in the living room of our home and dad and mom were, were, were pastors of a, a church and they had no money. Sometimes the crowd was just us. And my dad would make sure, he said, if we're going to build the church, you have to learn the piano, bass, drums. Felt like we were the Samoan Selena family from the movie. <laughs> and everybody had to pick up an instrument. If you didn't pick up an instrument, you picked up dad's hand. And then that was the hand of discipline. And so he would, we would all sit there and sometimes when you're sitting in that circle of your family, you go through things and you don't really vocalize it just like you did here at the past Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. Everybody came together, but not everybody talks about their problems. But I knew that when I was going through things, 
that when my mom sang, everything was smoothed out. When she would sing something like, for he is Lord, he is Lord. She would sing it like that. He has risen from the dead and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I remember that. Then my dad would jump in and he'd go, we have come into this house, gathered in his name and worship him. We have come into this house, gathered in his name, and worship him. We have come into this house, gathered in his name, and worship Christ the Lord. Oh, worship him, Jesus Christ the Lord. Then my mom would say this. So forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. And I'd go, Mom, wow. So forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. And she would son, listen. So forget about yourself, concentrate on him and worship Christ the Lord. Oh, worship Him, Jesus Christ the Lord. But it reminded me right there that even Satan himself knew. He said to the Lord in Job chapter 1, verses 10, Hast thou not made a hedge about, around Job and his house and all that he has? on every side because he did everything to destroy Job and nothing would work. Job tore his clothes, tore his robe and said, I will still serve the Lord. No matter what it is this morning that you're facing this morning, you got to move forward. Don't back up and don't look back. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse three says the Lord would strengthen and pro protect us from the evil one. See, ultimately they got the victory in spite of Pharaoh's great army and chariots. The people of God still got the victory. No matter how big and no matter how strong the opposition was with Pharaoh's army, they still got the victory. Thanks, Sean. You're the best. I appreciate it. Give it up for Sean this morning. I could give Sean any song and Sean still picks it up. No matter how big and no matter how strong the opposition is today for you and for me, the victory is yours. The victory is yours this morning. So what does it take to move forward? It takes knowing and understanding that we are headed to something better. It takes knowing and understanding that we are headed to something better. Where we are is temporary. We're good, thanks, Sean. 
where we are is only, is, is only temporary. This isn't our final destination. Where you're at now and where we're at as a church is just temporary. This isn't our destination. Heaven is our goal. Not the things of this world, what this world has to offer. But Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. Wherever you're at this morning, wherever you're fighting this morning, it's only temporary. Just hang on tight. Heaven is our destination. How are you going to move forward? Here's another one. You got to move out of your place of comfort. They were comfortable in Egypt. They were used to living as slaves and they were used to settling for leftovers. They said, it would have been better. Listen to this. Every time I read this, I can't believe it. They said, it would have been better for us to be slaves in Egypt than to die in the desert. It would have been better if you would have left us where we were serving other people and and being tortured. It would have been better if you would have left us there than to come out here and die in the desert. I don't know about you, but, but I had to come a time in my life where I got tired of the leftovers of the hand downs. If you're a middle child, that was, that's your life. You get, you get the hand downs, you get, you get everything second. You don't get anything brand new. You're the one that's gonna test it, see if it can last from the top, coming to the middle. You're testing it for the person that's behind you. You never, ever get anything brand new. You always get things that are handed down. But you gotta come to a point in your life that you're like, man, I'm tired of the handouts. I'm tired of the handouts. When reading this and listening to what their complaints were, I couldn't believe what the way the, the children of Israel were complaining. They said, man, what is this guy doing? Taking us out of where, we, where we're used to, what we're used to doing. Not sure how you feel, but I can't stand being around people who complain. I know you had them come over this past weekend. You know you did. You always have that one family member said, who put raisins in the potato salad? And the whole family's in the back going. Then your mother-in-law goes, why? You didn't like my potato salad? And that's when you decide, are you an in-law or an outlaw? <laughs> I like to be the in-law because outlaws, you, go, you get nothing left behind when they're gone. Someone who always looks for the problems and not the solutions is somebody for you to not hang out with. Man, it's time to move forward. If you're around people that just did not make the machine move, get away from those people. If they have nothing good to say, don't hang with those people. They're gonna damage your business, Tim. They're gonna damage your business, whoever's watching here. Get with people that are gonna move the truck forward, move the business forward, move the church forward, move your educational journey forward, because that's the thing. Listen, Bob left. He's in heaven. It's John and Jenny's turn to rise and take this church where we're gonna go. We're ready to go. Pastor Bob will never come back. He loves heaven. I know him personally. He would not trade that thing to come back here. He wants, he said it. When I'm gone, I want this church to be built as a devil kick butt church. And we were blessed because he left us. He left us with somebody he knew that will carry the torch. He knew that he would, he left the church. Him and Pastor Sherry set it up. Because those are the people that say, well, that's not the way Bob used to do it. Listen, 
He's in heaven. He did his job. He did his job, and he's in heaven enjoying at the feet of the master. Now it's time for you to get with the plan. Let's march. Let's go forward, because there's a lot of people that need to hear the good news of Jesus. It's time. It's time that we get together, lock arms with our lead pastor and his wife, and, and let's go. Let's play. Let's go, because there's a lot of people. Listen, I buried a young man that was 20 years old a couple weeks ago. Don't even know him. He's a friend of the friend of the church. They did a TikTok challenge. See who can swallow the most Percocets. And let's see who can wake up first. That young man lost. What does that say? There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of people that are in darkness. We got to move forward. There's no time to look back or set back. It's time to look forward. Let's march. Let's go. Let's do work. Let's get it done. Let's carry the torch. Because one of these days, we will be in heaven. We will be in heaven with Pastor Bob. We will be in the face of God. And Pastor Bob's not going to look at you. He don't care for you. All he cares is that he's in the presence of the Almighty. All you're going to care about is I'm in the presence of the Almighty. All I'm going to care is that I'm in the presence of the Almighty. Somebody say amen. I'm going off my notes. Anyways, here's the second way we can move forward. Moving forward involves a change of attitude. You got to change your attitude. We have to change the way we look at things in 2022 coming. Change the way you serve the Lord. Change the way that you use a different kind of bait to bring the lost in. Whatever way it is, change it up. Change up the lineup. And you know, in ba- baseball, if you're pitching bad, they change up the lineup. They get another pitcher in there. If you're a quarterback, you fail a lot. They pull you out and they put somebody else inside. It's time to change your attitude. Listen here. The children of Israel, they developed a slave mentality. They said, were, were there no graves in Egypt that you, you could, that you brought us here to the desert to die? Their thing was this. They've been in such slavery for so long, their mentality became, uh, their, their, their mentality became one of a slave saying that I can't do any better. I don't deserve any better. If it ain't broke, leave me alone. That's the wrong attitude. Going into 2022, yeah, they may be broke, but hey, there's other challenges that are coming up at the road ahead. It's better to be ready than have to get ready. I think that's what Dan Brooks said. He said, it's always good to be ready than have to get ready. He goes, if an intruder comes in the building, it's better that we're ready than have to get ready. Because when you have to get ready, it means that you're allowing time for the opposition and the person who's coming to do harm, a couple seconds, a couple minutes to get inside. By the time they get in here, they'll do damage. That's just like your spiritual walk with the Lord. It's better to be ready than have to get ready. Somebody say amen. Change your attitude. Listen here. That's how I know Moses was obedient to God. He could have said, fine, if you people want to die here, well, you go ahead and die. I'm going to take the people that want to go. That's that's how sometimes we think. We're like, if you're going to complain, well, you sit here, you made your bed, you sleep in it. But Moses was a man of obedience. He knew what God told him to do. It was like, whether you like it or not, come on, I know God told me this. I know the Lord told me this. I know that our church is going to go forward. We're not going backwards. We're going 100 miles forward where there's too many people to reach. Even if you don't feel like going, brother, sister, get up. We got to go because the longer you stay here, you will die right here. And, and, and guess what? You're going to die and you're going to go with the, the purpose and the destiny and the potential that God gave you to live out in this world. That's why they say cemeteries are so full of unused potential and so, so, so filled with uh, uh, purpose that, that, that 
because there was people that were scared to fail. One of the things I've learned here is that I, they, Pastor Bob and even John and, and everybody here, they would rather you take a big swing and miss than not take a swing at all. Hey, we gotta go after it this year, 2022. Let's go after it, let's reach the loss. Quit complaining and say, hey, if we did it this way, hey, just get in. If, you're, if my way don't work, get inside. We can reevaluate, we group, and if your way works, fine, because the glory's going all to the Lord, amen? amen. Comparison is the number one killer of your potential. Comparison is the number one killer of your potential. Insecurity are the nails that hold up the house of failure in your life. Insecurity are the nails that hold up your house of failure. That's where somebody, that wasn't even in my notes, that was pretty good. Here's another one. People of God sometimes get accustomed to their worldly surroundings. We sometimes become accustomed to not receiving the promises of God because we're too busy. Here, let me say it this way. Sometimes we, we get accustomed to not receiving the promises of God because we're, we're, we're just like the children of Israel. Hey, I'm happy where I'm at. Leave me alone. That's it. But sometimes we got we to gotta change that attitude. We got to change that attitude. We got to be the ones that say, yeah, I know, I know that, I know that, I know it didn't come yet, but it will come soon. It's not on my time. I know we heard this forever in our lives. It's not on my time, but it's on God's time. And sometimes we get used to, the, uh, get accustomed to the worldly things around us because, man, we're too busy consuming the things of the world rather than the things of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. We have to have the mind of Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 Paul tells Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, peace, and a sound mind. God says that you're the head, not the tail. Above and below, you're above and not below. Victorious and not the victim. Blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed going and coming in and going out. You are blessed. Here's number three. Moving forward involves faith in God and putting to use what he has placed in your hand. Putting to use what you have placed in your hands. Verse 16 says, God said to Moses, raise your staff and stretch out your hand out over the sea to divide the waters so that the Israelites could go through the sea on dry ground. He told him, he said, raise your rod, raise your staff and allow the people to come through. Listen, I remember I used this example before when Moses went before and he said, God said, put your rod down. And the Bible says that when he put down his rod, it turned into a what? turned into a serpent. What did he find out? Moses found this. He used the rod every day to walk around to when he led, he, he would go, and that was a rod, that was a staff, that was something he leaned on. But the Bible says that God told him, put it forward and watch what happens. So when he put it forward, the Bible says he turned into the snake. What he found out was this. The very thing that he leaned on was the very thing that could kill him. The very thing that he leaned on and used to walk around was the very thing that could kill him. Whatever you're leaning on this morning and it's not the things of God, that's the very thing that will end your life. Whatever you're connected to and it's not the things of God or people of God, those are the things that are gonna end up killing you. 
You're gonna be spiritually malnutrition, you're gonna be hungry and you're gonna look and you're gonna consume the wrong thing. Listen, if you take a fish out of water, it eventually dies. If you take a cow off of the grazing grass, it eventually dies. And you, if you take it off and you put it in the, the, the parking lot of Walmart, it eventually dies. Why? Because you took the substance out of the source. And when you take the substance out of the source, it eventually dies. You were created in the image of God. And when those things that are not of God take you out of the source of power and of strength, those things eventually kill you. You say, oh, it's not going to kill me now. Oh, it'll eventually kill you. You got to snuff those things out. Listen to this. Notice that the only thing that Moses had was his faith in God and the promise and his stick. He had the, his faith in God and the promises of God and the faith that he had, he had his stick. What has God given you to help move the work forward? What has God put in your hand to cause you to move the, the kingdom forward? Is it a talent? Is it, is it an ability to preach? Is it, is it something? Is it serving? What has God put in your hand that you could benefit the kingdom? What is it? Because everybody has something. If you're not a singer, there's some of you that please don't sing. But some of you, maybe you're not a singer, but you're a greeter. Maybe you're not a, a preacher, but you, you're an usher. Maybe you're not an usher, but man, you, 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 you can clean toilets really well. You could clean the bathrooms very well. That was one of the things I remember my dad said. He said, if you can't clean the bathroom, you can't be a pastor. He said, you can't. Because pastors are to serve the people, preach with the people, never to preach at the people, walk with the people, and when you walk with the people and you preach with the people, when it comes hell or high water and, and, and things hit your, your life, because it will hit your life, people will walk with you and not walk away from you. I remember he said, he said, in the game of volleyball, how you can tell who's winning is by the one who serves the most. In your walk with God, you can always tell if you're winning if you serve a lot. But if you're the one that just wants to come and sit here and say, oh, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so, but late yet don't want to go pick up the trash in the bathroom or walk around uh, uh, you know, the parking lot and see what needs to be fixed or walk around the church or, or even while, while Christmas dinner is going on, you guys got to applaud me. I cooked the bacon yesterday and cooked some eggs. I helped my wife yesterday. Yes. So that, that took away two days of me getting yelled at for, for this next month. But listen, we need to put our faith back in the word of God and nothing else. You gotta put your, your faith back in the word of God. Number four, moving forward also depends on God's favor and not man's favor. God's favor will open doors for you. Job said, thou hast granted me life and favor and thy visitations has preserved my spirit. Psalms 5 verse 12, it says, for thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous and will favor you, and with favor you surround, well, wait a minute, will bless the righteous and with favor you surround him as with a shield. As with a shield. God's favor will surround you and it will protect you. God's favor, when it's around you, it, there's no matter what happens, God's favor is upon you. There's some of you that should have died in a car accident, should have got shot somewhere, but man, God's favor was upon you. 
God's favor, somebody was praying for you. A mom, a dad, a grandma, and grandpa, somebody was praying for you. That's the only reason why you escaped, because God's favor was upon you. Number five, moving forward really quick. How do you move forward? Moving forward involves the power of God. It's not the power or by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The Lord has given us the power by his spirit to move forward and to conquer. 2022, let's conquer it. Let's conquer 2022. Let's go and let's conquer 2022. In your business, go conquer it. In your spiritual life, let's conquer it. In your marriage, let's conquer it. Let's conquer it. Let's have a conquering spirit to move forward. Don't back up and don't give up. Let's move forward. Amen? Amen. Acts chapter 1, verses 8. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Also, the power to serve. Notice it says, you will be my witnesses. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. And God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to confound the things that are mighty. Whatever you may think your weakness is of singing or whatever it is, hey, sometimes God just uses the foolish things to win people to the Lord. Whatever it could be, God can use that to bring souls into the kingdom. Number six, moving forward involves unity and fellowship with his church, the body of Christ. The church is not the building, but it's the people. You are the church. You and I are the church. The building is God's house where the children of God meet. Ephesians chapter four, uh, four, uh, chapter four and three and four, you gotta read that. And it talks about it. Exodus chapter 17 and eight verse 13. It talks about Amalek came and fought with Israel. And Moses said to Joshua, choose, uh, choose us some men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will send, I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was, when Moses held up his hand, the Israel's, uh, the Israelite, that Israel prevailed. But when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hand became heavy, so they took a stone and put it right under him. And he sat on it. And Aaron and her supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. When there is unity in God's people, it's easy to move forward. When the people of God are unified, it's easy to move forward easy to move forward if we lock arms and we begin to tackle the lost and begin to bring them in begin to feed the hungry clothe the naked and be there for people Moses interceded and lifting up God's standard while the, the leaders helped by taking some of the load while the rest of the people of God fought the good fight. Listen, all this has to do with is obedience and determination. If we're a church that's gonna be obedient to the word of God and believe in the vision 
and the revelation that God has given our pastor. Not only will we be obedient unto God's word, well, we will be determined. Determined people get things done. Lazy people don't get things done. And things are left undone. And doors are left open. And that's where failure begins to come in. Church, I want to encourage you today. It's time that we move forward. Don't look back and don't give up. There's too many people out there that are lost and in need of a savior. There's too many people inside of this room today. Your marriage is failing and you don't want to look back. It's time to look forward. Don't give up and don't look back. And I don't know who you are here today. And you're like, Pastor Junior, that's me. I need to start over in 2022. I need a new fresh start. I need to not give up. I got to move forward. You'll always get what you've always gotten if you continue to give what you've always given. What are you giving in 2022? Are you being a participator in the move of God or just a spectator? Spectators just watch things happen. Participators make things happen. Who are you today? You one that's going to make it happen or are you just going to watch it happen? Every head bowed and every eye closed. When you're in this room today or whether you're watching online, you just say, Pastor Junior, that's me. I need to learn how to move forward. I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about, and today I want to get to know him. Never received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And today I want to make it right. If that's you today, no matter how old you are, no matter what walk of life you come in, no matter what you did last night before you got here today, I want you to know today that God loves you. He loves you, and he wants to start a new relationship with you this morning. If that's you, without anybody moving around or making any noise, from the back to the front, from the left to the right, this is a holy moment before the Lord. And you just say, that's me. I want to receive this Jesus you're talking about. On the count of three, I want you just to raise your hand really quick. Just say, Pastor, that's me. One, two, three. Put your hand up right now. You got one. Yes. I see you. Two, yes. Three, see you. Who else? Yes, I see you. Yes, I see you. I see you. Man, that's awesome that you raised your hand this morning. I want you to repeat this prayer after me in church. I want you to repeat it. Let's, let, let's, let's say it along with our friends today. Let's say it loud and proud today because there's a couple people in here that raise their hand and they want Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. Come on, let's say it together. Say, dear God, I come before you today as a sinner in need of a Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And today, I repent. You come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. And from this day forward, I dedicate my life to you. Heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're in here today, one more thing. If you're in here today and you just say, Pastor Junior, I'm far from the Lord. And I need to come back home. 
and I need prayer. If that's you today on the count of three without anybody looking around, just for privacy, just, just me and you. You just say, Pastor, I want to come back home. If that's you on the count of three, I want you just to raise your hand. I want to pray with you. One, two, three, raise your hand really quick. Yeah, I see that. I knew you. I saw you. I knew you were in here. Saw you. Father, I just pray today. Lord, for those who raise their hand and they want to rededicate their lives unto you, I thank you, Lord, that you never left them, nor did you ever forsake them. And so I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you would embrace them, you would consume them, apprehend them today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, and everyone shall say amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this message from The Cause Church. For more information about The Cause, or for further resources, visit our website, thecause.cc, or call 714-255-0930.